0: Trump makes history again, but this time twice. Uh, The impeachment keeps going on and on and on, and it's just so predictable and so boring. Coronavirus is creating a lot of panic within uh, China and apparently the United States, I guess, But the question should be: is, should we panic about it? And Don Lemon, along with CNN, doesn't seem to know how to just give up and stop bringing up the same talking points. Because, well, I don't know. The 14 viewers, I'm sure, were we're still listening. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. hi the news cycle is just going absolutely insane and a couple things i need to tell you about it's probably going to cost me some time is that um a, the youtube videos are being hidden i don't know if this is an accident i don't know what the story is with any of this so the youtube videos may be given up for uh the podcast uh I'm gonna keep publishing them, but I'm not gonna worry about them that much. But let's let's talk about politics. Let's politics, let's talk about news. I swear to God on Friday, we're not gonna talk about any politics unless something really bizarre happens. We're probably gonna be talking about the um, we're probably gonna talk about sports because I think sports has gotten a big deal. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. and yeah, I'm working a little bit this weekend, so that's gonna kind of suck. But whatever. So Trump has had some major victories today. Mind you, today, yesterday. uh, First off, today, on Wednesday, he signed the USMCA. So right off the bat, one of his campaign promises was accomplished. Good for him. Um, I'm going to adjust the camera a little bit. There we go. I don't want to... I want my flags... The USMCA was signed into law today. Absolutely awesome. Big win. I think uh, if you're confused about what what the USMCA actually said, listen to a previous podcast, eh, not that great. But baby steps. Everything's got to be incremental. You can't just jump on anything. But another accomplishment was a major announcement by the president yesterday, and I, I gave some introduction to it on, um, on Monday, is that he will be introducing an Arab-Israeli peace plan. And it was announced today. It was released. Oh, today is Wednesday. And the plan is supported by both heads of the Israeli state. That means the left and the right Actually approved. That means Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the prime minister of, um, who's the prime minister currently of Israel, and Benny Gantz, who is trying to take the prime ministership from ben- Benjamin Netanyahu, and who is far left. They both accepted the deal. So let's listen to the speech. Because it's a great it's It was a great speech. The speech was over 40 some odd, 47, 48 minutes long. Uh, you go to com. You can actually listen to the entire speech. And the speech was broken up between Benjamin Netanyahu actually came to the United States and uh, Trump signed it in there while Netanyahu was there. So uh, listen to. to a very small portion of the
1: speech. Today, Israel takes a big step towards peace. (laughs) Young people across the Middle East are ready for a more hopeful future. And governments throughout the region are realizing that terrorism and Islamic extremism are everyone's common enemy. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of meeting with both the Prime Minister of Israel and a man that's working very hard to become the Prime Minister of Israel in the longest-running election of all time, <laughs> Benny Gantz, of the Blue and White Party. And both leaders joined me to express their support for this effort, proving that the State of Israel looking for peace and that peace transcends politics by any measure, unmeasurable, that's what they want. On my first trip overseas as President, I visited the Holy Land of Israel. I was deeply moved and amazed by what this small country had achieved in the face of overwhelming odds and never-ending threats. The State of Israel comprises only a minuscule amount of land in the Middle East. And yet it has become a thriving center of democracy, innovation, culture, and commerce. Israel is a light unto the world. The hearts and history of our people are woven together. The land of Israel is an ancient home, a sacred place of worship, and a solemn promise to the Jewish people that we will never again repeat history's darkest hour.
0: It was a good speech. I I think this is a big deal. I, this is a big win for Donald Trump, but no one is going to actually give him any credit for it. And that's fine, because people like me, people like you, are probably. And I'm sorry, I got to turn this up because the lighting makes me look like Satan. I, I I've got bad lighting. I, I I don't know what I'm gonna do here, but it makes it makes according to uh the liberals or the left he's looking like a like satan by offering an olive branch to the palestinians whatever that means cuz there is no state of palestine it doesn't exist but anyway he gave them the opportunity to actually exist as a real government as a real state of palestine So let's take a look at what he offered. The Palestinians will receive a swath of continuous land and must condemn terrorism. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I mean, you shouldn't be a terrorist. You've got your land. And this is one of the things that the Palestinians want. They want their own country. Great, no problem. Israel will maintain their security and their sovereignty. Which basically means everyone around Israel needs to sit back and say, okay, you're a state. And Israel does not give up their military, does not give up anything they develop to protect themselves. Great for Israel, not good for a lot of other people, including Palestine and Iran, and possibly Iraq. I don't know. But the crap that Israel has gone through in the last 100 years, 120 years, to try, excuse me, to try and be a state has got to be, has got to mean something. Jerusalem will not be split and any territories recognized by Israel and the United States will not be given up unless Israel decides to do so. That's a big deal. The Palestinians always thought, well, half of our land is is Jerusalem. Well, Jerusalem has some serious uh, meaning to the Jews, to Israel. They don't want to give it up. They don't want to split it up. Arabs can live there. Muslims can live there. They have. They are. 20% of the population of Israel is Muslim. And they don't have a big problem with it. But the fact is, Israel is going to keep all the territory that it needs, not only because of religious things, but also because there are certain territories, the Golan Heights, for example, that are necessary for its protection. So Israel must always must be able to keep what territory it had, and it must keep the territory that it has that it needs to protect itself. It seems reasonable. No people from either side will be uprooted from their homes. This is not as big a deal for Israel because Israel is already twenty percent Muslims. By the way. Muslims actually are in the government in Israel. There is a sect. They've got a really weird political system. I think I brought this up in a previous podcast. But Israel has Muslims in their government structure. So for Israel to say, hey, we're not going to pull uh, Muslims from their homes, that's fine. It's not a shock to them. It's not a big deal to them. Palestinians, not so much, because Palestinians hate Israel. So the idea is, well, we're not going to do that. So if there's a Jew in Palestine, the new state of Palestine, which, by the way, the only way there will be a Jew in Palestine is that Israel gives them some land and then the Jews need to leave, the idea is that palestinians cannot kick the jews out of their homes the temple mount will be open to both israelis and palestinians and jordan will monitor the conflicts jordan is a big deal so let's let's hold off on that because that's going to be another step later on um The Temple Mount is a holy place for both Jews and Muslims because uh, the Muslims have a mosque there. The Jews obviously have the Temple Mount. What they're basically saying is, okay, you need to share religious areas. Why is this a bad thing? You mean you can't... If I'm going to church and a Jew happens to be in my church... I'm not going to want to run out that Jew because, well, this is my church. No, that's crap. Two things can be true at once. Israel and Islam can have holy sites in the same place. Get over it. I like that. Many countries will assist in aiding Palestine while the country grows, including Israel, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Oman, and the United uh, Emirates. Ermertist, I United States of Ermertist, whatever it is. In other words, this is a huge big deal. Israel has been under attack for the last 120 years. Well, let's let's call it what it is. They've been under attack for the last 3000 years. The idea here is that there are Arab principalities, Arab and Muslim principalities are beginning to say, you know something, if we're going to get out of this, we need to start accepting things. Saudi Arabia is really the prime thing. And by the way, all these countries except the uh, UAE, um, I think they actually were never at war with Israel, but I'm not sure. You're going to have to look that up. But all these countries... We're at war with Israel. Now, mind you, Egypt already has a peace treaty with Israel. And obviously, Egypt was enslaving the Israelites. So this is not going to read the Bible. It's there. So this is a big deal. You've got Arab countries, Arab and Muslim countries that are saying, okay, we're going to get together. Um, this is a great thing. It really is a great thing. It's a good deal. Is it better than the deals in the past? No. But the Palestinians never accepted those deals in the past. I mean, there was the, uh, uh, the prime minister before Netanyahu. I don't know what his name is. And I remember this. He offered them half of Israel. Israel, I can run across Israel and back and not even draw a sweat. Unless it's summer, because it's so small. And they offered half of Israel. The Israelites, the Israelis, of course, no, what are you doing? And they voted him out, and Netanyahu came in on a conservative stance. So they've been offered. Ben Shapiro on the Daily Wire, in his podcast on Wednesday, came up, just described the entire history of Israel and the Arab-slash-Islam nations in literally 20 minutes. It is really something people should actually look at because I did not realize just how much Israel had put in to having peace with the uh, Arabs-slash-Muslims. But it, it doesn't work. The deal was about 80 pages long. Um, it, there were a lot of demands. There were a lot of benefits. Essentially, what it what it, the deal said was, and those demands were. Accept what's happening now. I it, it, Israel is a state. It's always going to be a state. It's always going to be its own country. Get over it. Deal with it, and accept them for the state that they are. And then. The um, benefits would be, you've got your own land, you've got your own country, you can run your own government, you can, you're going to get benefits and assistance from all other countries out there, including mo- a lot of the Islamic countries or Arab countries and the United States. They have open trade. They can talk to anyone. There's nothing against the Palestinians. Do you know why I know that this deal was a great deal? It'll never be accepted, but I'll talk about that in a second. But do you know why I know this is going to be a great deal? Well, let's listen to Iana Presley, the Ringo star of the squad, and she sat back and very anti-Semite. The entire squad is anti-Semitic, so let's call it what it is. She sat there and said, "Let's remember," on Twitter, by the way. Quote, let's remember, colon, Trump has been impeached and Netanyahu was indicted. Releasing a plan without negotiating with Palestinians is not diplomacy. It's a planned distraction. I reject the pro-annexation plan. It is a step in the wrong direction. Pound, peace, sham. Well, here's the whole problem with what she just said. First off, it wasn't just... Yes, it wasn't just uh, Trump has been impeached, but his impeachment is crap. So let's let's call it what it is, okay. And the second thing is, it wasn't just Netanyahu; it was also Bernie Getz, who is completely in the opposite of Netanyahu, who may be prime minister in a, in two months or whenever they have their sixty seventh uh, election in the last year. So, no, it is a good plan because everyone seems to agree with it. That includes Oman, UAE, the Saudi Arabia, Jordan. Jordan said they'd help them. So, this is the whole thing. And I reject pro-annexation. Palestine doesn't exist. There's no annexation. Annexation means you're splitting Palestine. There is no Palestine. It's like a Harry Potter story with these people. They are... The Trump administration is actually offering Palestine to create a Palestine. All these idiots need to do over in Palestine, which is Hamas, is sit there and say you know what, we'll put our guns down. We won't bomb. We won't sit there and say, Israel needs to go away, blah, 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 blah. And they'll have their state. It gets better because you got Ilhan Omar, who's a complete idiot. And by the way, being investigated by the FBI for for uh, lots of different versions of fraud, including immigration fraud, fraud, because she married her brother. So this gal, you should listen this is not a peace flat plan. This is theft. It is erasure. Okay, it can't be theft if you never had anything in the first place. What are you stealing from? And the other thing is erasure. It's not erasure because you're not... These Palestinians aren't being killed. And the Palestinians... They can stay there as a group of people in the middle of some land all they want. You don't hear about Palestinians being killed every five minutes. It's just a stupid, stupid, kind of weird statement. It's like these people will not understand that Palestine just doesn't exist. There is no Palestine. It's like that... Black Panther country in Africa. It's not there. Bob, Bob, Bob I don't know what it's called, but it just doesn't exist. So let me tell you what I think is going to happen. Nothing, absolutely nothing. This is a, a crap show the palestinians the abbas who is the actual i he's got like 18 names so i'm not going to but abbas who's the president of the palestinians who is a a member of hamas and a puppet of iran doesn't want anything to do with it and he is dropping everything so so what it's over um as far as as far as the palestinians their host. Here's what needs to happen. I mean, already Hamas has claimed a day of rage after this was released. And by the way, a day of rage means Tuesday in English. I mean, they they are constantly on a day of rage. It's crap. Nothing's going to happen. It's over. The only way there's going to be any peace in the Middle East is if Hamas is actually destroyed. That's it. Hamas is rejected. And it could happen. It absolutely could happen. But it didn't happen in this week. So, um, okay, good deal. The one thing I did like what Trump said was, and Trump and Netanyahu and Gantz all said, this is your last chance. It could be 70 years before you see another offer like this. I like it. And I think that's what needs to happen. These people need to be called out for what they are. Terrorists. So, what's happening in the impeachment? There is, I'm already 20 some odd minutes into this thing. And I'm just talking about this great deal. So, I'm going to have to rush. And they're probably going to miss a couple of episodes. That's fine. Um... So, the defense rested their case this week. It was shorter it was it was a pretty strong defense. Um, I would have made it shorter and far less and with far less evidence of trump's guilt i I really think that they really the prosecution didn't show anything. so why did they even come up with this stuff? And I can be honest with you, I didn't watch a lot of it. It was just boring, and I had it in the background. I'd turn it on, and I'd turn it off. Uh, I would have only said a few things to end this crap, and it would have easily gone within the 24 hours, and they did. That was the one thing the the, uh, president's defense did that was good. They shortened everything up. They weren't going to stay there for 12 hours, like, or, or, or whatever, many hours, like, uh, freaking shifted with his group. But this is what I would have done. Uh, one, I would have really accentuated that abuse of power is actually not a crime. Abuse of power leads to crime, like bribery, extortion, things like that. But abuse of power isn't a crime. Abuse of power is an opinion. So... I would have sat back and I would have looked at them and said, okay, you said it was abuse of power. Where do you come up with that? How is it abuse of power exactly? And if he sits there, if shifts sits there, shift sits there and says, well, it's abuse of power because the president tried to manipulate a foreign leader. So what's different about that than any other president that has tried to manipulate... A foreign leader. I think it was a bad argument. I think I think the problem is the Democrats actually put too much in here, and none of their articles actually lead up to a crime. And listening to the uh, questioning, it's basically proving that now. Um, The next one is contempt of uh, Congress is not a statute. Again, it's not a crime. There's no such thing as contempt of Congress. It's contempt of obstruction. If Congress wants to hear from, let's say, John Bolton, who becomes a big deal, um, then they go to the courts, and the courts say, okay, no, John Bolton should testify. Executive privilege does not apply here, which it never would. Executive privilege applies, period, because the courts can't hear a lot of things. And And then, if Trump said, "No, he still can't talk, that's obstruction of justice," which is a crime. Obstruction in Congress is not a crime, because Congress has to go through the courts because we live in we live in a government that oversees, has three different, has three different areas that oversee each other. It's a waste of time. It's a stupid thing. I would have fought that. And be honest with you, I would have sat there and said, that's it, I'm done. Everything else, all their opinions are nothing. That's not true. I would have gotten a little bit more. Uh, Ukraine didn't think of a deal. Trump's people did really push this. But if you're pressuring Ukraine don't you think it'd be important to actually have something to pressure them on? Ukraine didn't know about the deal for a month and a, half, a month after the actual conversation. And they did a good job. They did actually hit this, but I, I think they should have hit it harder. Uh, Ukraine aid was held up but released on time. What's the crime? It, it's stupid. They got their money. They got their javelins. By the way, they got a lot more from Trump than they got from Obama who gave him blankets and MREs, uh, meals ready to eat. That's what that means. So it's, it's, it's just a bad argument. Um, this is a partisan hit job. The New York Times actually had an article 18 minutes after the election, that it's time to impeach Trump, and how they could impeach Trump. There was a um, there was a montage that I actually released on another podcast that said that gave the talk of impeachment from November of 2016. He wasn't president in November of 2016. December of 2016, January of 2017. Then he became president at the end of January and they talked about it all the way up until today. So impeachment was in the plans to usurp a president of the United States. And lots of people get this. Um, and that's the other thing. The president is in charge of foreign policy. He determines foreign policy. The 17 witnesses that the Democrats had were basically disagreed with foreign policy, his foreign policy, when it came to Ukraine. And by the way, they were all career politicians. They were all ambassadors. They had nothing to do with President Trump. And this is my point. President Trump should have fired them all and put people that he wanted, he didn't. It bit him in the ass. And all this crap with Yovanovitch and all these other people, doesn't matter. He can fire these people whenever he wants. uh, So all these people were disagreeing. The 17 witnesses, literally 17 witnesses were disagreeing with his foreign policy. So what? you don't make foreign policy, you are an official that is given that position, the president creates the foreign policy. So it is absolutely terrible. And finally, as much as the house, the the impeachment managers want to say that there was a ton of evidence. There was absolutely no evidence. Zero. Nada. If you go to Dumbass talking politics, you will actually see I had in bold, in caps, there is no evidence, period. And I think that should have been pushed. It should have been the first thing that every um, uh, presidential defender said. It should have been the last thing every presidential defender said. But here's the problem. Um... Well, the first problem is that the Democrats always have surprises, always surprises. The OAB report, where it said that Trump violated um, violated the clause that said he couldn't change uh, financial contributions to other countries. Well, first off, there is a statute for it. It was voted on again. I told I'm going to tell you again, it was voted on when Nixon was president and he was not a great president. He did a lot of bad things, but there was a process and impeachment wasn't one of them. I would have really pointed that out because the Democrats did. The Democrats pushed that OAB report. It was a crap report. So what? And why did it come out a week before Uh, the impeachment trial. It was garbage. It's definitely not impeachable. You go to court and you sit there and say he's got to release it. But here's the thing. He did release it! And he released it before it was... So it was completely irrelevant. It was a garbage report. The second big surprise is Lev Parnas who, by the way, was invited to the impeachment uh, questioning by, a, de- of course, a Democratic senator. I don't know who it was. He couldn't go in because he had a monitoring device on his ankle and there's no electronics allowed. Why did he have an electronics device on his ankle? Because he's been indicted and they want to put him in prison. Is this what the Democrats want? Your best witnesses are going to be a guy who's been indicted for fraud? I I know I know that Dave has SARS or coronavirus or whatever it is, so I'm gonna go over his rule. But I, I there's so much to talk about, I just can't stop right now. So the big the big bombshell this week was John Bolton released a book. And uh, John Bolton does not have great things to say about Trump. And by the way, John Bolton's a good guy. John Bolton has been with like 18 presidents. He's 100,000 years old. He's got a messed up mustache and everything, but he is a good guy. I trust the guy. And if John Bolton said, oh, there was a quid pro quo, I'm going to believe John Bolton. By the way, I think there probably was a quid pro quo, but the reality is that's not an impeachable offense, any more than Barack Obama's quid pro vo, uh, quid pro quo with Medvedev was when he, in the middle of his presidency, that's what people do. I I just don't see it as a big deal, especially since he got his thing. So all the Democrats are making a big deal about it. The problem with this whole thing is that it's going to lead to people wanting witnesses. And now, and by the way, I'm pro-witness. I want to hear from these people. It's not going to change my mind on Trump. Okay, Trump. Trump is really sloppy. He is just not a great order by any stretch of the imagination, unless he has something here. But this thing is going, but with the... Democrats And by the way, Bolton also said he didn't release his book to anyone. The people at the um, publishing company said he, they didn't release anything. How did the New York Times get the copy before the White House? The White House who needs to look at the book to determine whether Bolton said anything that was classified? Oh, I don't know. Bolton says he didn't do it. I believe Bolton didn't do it. The publishing house said we didn't do it, not believing them so much. I'm sure they had one individual who hated Trump so much they leaked part of the book. Well, here's some things we need to know about this. The case is so weak, they are dying for witnesses. The Democrats will do anything to get witnesses. As a matter of fact, that's what they're arguing about right now is how do we get witnesses? Because they're trying to dig up something or at least make Trump look bad. Hey, Trump looks bad no matter what. They don't need Democrats to do that. Trump says crap he shouldn't be saying. It's bad, blah, blah, blah. I got it. So, but anyway, that's what they want to do. The other thing is, Bolton probably doesn't have anything different to say. He can sit back and say, well, I thought it was a quid pro quo. I thought he was trying to push, um, he was trying to actually push Ukraine to make negotiations. But here's the thing with this whole quid pro quo thing. You need to have some intent. Intent needs to be proven. This is not a law that you prove quid pro quo. Every president would be impeached if quid pro quo was a crime. You have to improve, you have to prove the intent and they did not prove intent that Trump's intent was to fix the 2020 election. The reality is he probably wasn't trying to fix the 2020 election. The reality is <clears throat> he was probably trying to find out what happened in 2016 based on crappy facts from Rudy Giuliani who really needs to go away. I, I saw on OAN, I saw... Rudy Giuliani talking about, and he had like three oligarchs there. I I, Ah, frick, Trump. Trump has really bad judgment, but he hires people who don't listen to him. That's awesome. And parts of the book have been classified by the White House. You can't say this. You can't say that. Presidential privilege, blah, 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 blah. I don't think Bolton is a bad guy. I really don't. Um, I just think Bolton is pissed off. And there are a couple things that we learn from this whole thing. This whole impeachment thing is that it's about a Trump smear. They want to make Trump as bad look as bad as he can before the election in 2020. Because the Democrats have nothing. And if they call witnesses, especially John Bolton, and so, this could all backfire because I, Biden's going to be called, the whistleblower's going to be called. I, this could really backfire. And I'm not 100% sure witnesses will be called. I'm not so sure the Republicans shouldn't allow witnesses to be called. I want witnesses to be called, I want to watch this. But if the Republicans don't call witnesses, the Democrats for the next nine months are going to be screaming that this was a cover-up. So, Republicans, call witnesses. Go ahead, call Bolton. See what he's got to say. Call Parnas. Call Biden. Call the other Biden. Call the whistleblower. Make it look like the hit job it really was. The other thing is a not a pro-Trump thing. It's that Trump needs to shut his freaking mouth up. Trump, Trump causes these problems. Michael... Michael Bolton should not have been fired the way he was. It was terrible. He had served with presidents. He was a good guy. He's a good guy. Why don't you just fire him, leave on good terms, and then not talk crap about him? This is the thing. When you crap on everybody, eventually that's going to come back to you and that's what's happened. The good news is I think John Bolton is honest enough. He's not going to lie. He'll say, I didn't agree with policy. And that was that's going to be about it. John Bolton is a neocon. Let's call it what it is. And neocon means that not only is he a isolationist, but he's willing to send people out to destroy other countries. To remain an isolationist, so, and that's a tough thing. But okay, let's get to the last story because um, I can't get through the um, coronavirus today, and I it's fine. The coronavirus isn't going anywhere. It's going to be around for a while. So let's talk about CNN. And they just keep effing up. I mean, these guys are just terrible. So listen to CNN. And this is Don Lemon. And I I personally think Don Lemon, I think the Trump campaign should use this as a campaign commercial because this is so bad and so wrong. And Hillary did the same thing. And it's still haunting her so listen
1: and obviously it's false and look he also knows deep in his heart that donald trump couldn't find ukraine on a map if you had the letter u and a picture of an actual physical crane next to it he knows that this is you know an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world and so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience uh you know the 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 credulous boomer rube demo that backs donald trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one, and they you oh, all y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. You, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my bath pa- and in- your reading. Yeah, your reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your all latte, all those lines on the map. <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by North the way, But you know what? But it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but you know, but but in all honesty, but <laughs> blame you know what Rick. NPR should Why do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait, wait. Can I yeah, tell you a second? Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was good. Sorry, Rick. That was a good one. I needed that. Okay, so listen. Okay, okay. Let's get
0: You know. Don Lemon and CNN have really poisoned themselves and they're, hey, listen, there was nothing funny about this. Let's talk about comedy for a second. Comedy is funny because it's an exaggeration of the truth. Um, Here's the thing. This wasn't funny because it wasn't an exaggeration of the truth. It was prejudice. It was a bigoted. It was terrible. This was really bad for Don Lemon and CNN. And it also shows that, you know, maybe these people are not exactly nonpartisan. Well, I'm going ahead of myself. Let's we're going to let's let's talk about what I saw. This crap didn't work for Hillary Clinton when she started with that deplorables comment. If Don Lemon is trying to push someone in a certain direction, calling half the country rubes is probably not going to work. The other thing is that basically Don Lemon and those other two dumbasses over there, and they are dumbasses. Admit they're elites. And one of the things, Tucker Carlson, who I am beginning not to like, Tucker Carlson is keeps attacking the elites. He may not be wrong here. Maybe I'm wrong. So, I mean, you're admitting you're the elites, and you're insulting someone like me. And Trump supporters don't know nothing? Really? I tell you what. Don, have me on your show. Any, anyone, any of those two idiots, three idiots, have me on your show. I will freaking burn you as far as intelligence goes. These people are stupid. I, I'm just so tired of the bigotry This is from the party of the diverse, right? They're not that diverse. Anyone who doesn't believe in what they believe in is a rube, is a southern hick with the accent, doesn't know how to read, can't read a map, doesn't know where Ukraine is. Are these people freaking kidding? That's what you want to run on? I personally, if I were Donald Trump, I would sit back and use this as a campaign video. I would sit there and show you this is what these people think. It's absolutely terrible. and This is why CNN, the most trusted news network, not why would you trust them unless you follow their little world. Which, by the way, I would really make some serious questions about because no one's watching CNN. They have less than a third of the population watching them than Fox News has. Even MSNBC, which admits, by the way, that they are a left-wing station, has Far more than they do. And they are still way down the ratings. MSNBC, if they have one personality in the top 10, that's awesome for them. Lemon offered an apology on Wednesday, and it was mocked. He sat back and said, Well, I, I'm nonpartisan. Blah 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 blah. I didn't mean I, I wasn't showing bigotry. I didn't hear most of the jokes. If you believe that, I've got a bridge at in Brooklyn I want to sell you. Come on. He knew what he was doing. He liked what was going on. He liked he he liked the conversation and he probably did think it was funny. He, here's here's the whole thing. Comedy is great. I like comedy. I like Comedy Central. I'll watch Comedy Central. I like South Park. I like a lot of things that are politically incorrect, which means, I mean, Comedy Central has Jesus Christ as a guy who walks around kind of a, a wuss, walks around, he fights Satan, Satan beats the crap out of him because Satan's a big guy. I I think that's funny stuff. You know why? It's not mean. SNL has a lot of comedy, but when comedy only targets a certain group, it's not funny. What Don Lemon thought was funny was not funny. It was insulting. Here's a newsflash. I'm a gun guy. But I can also read. I can also spell. I can also look at a map and I know where Ukraine is. Do these guys think this is a good way to get elected? And that's why Donald Trump needs to show that Donald Trump and, and, and Tucker Carlson is probably right. The elitists hate you. That's a bad thing. Oh, and he, here's the whole thing, by the way. Allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, Don Lemon's getting sued for sexual assault on another man. And anyone can sit back in, in Don Lemon. He's said this 3,000 times. He's a nonpartisan. He's right down the middle. He's a gay black man in New York in the news media. Do you really believe he's nonpartisan? Well, he is, but he's an elite because he thinks it'd be okay to sexually assault another man and get away with it. Oh, I'm getting angry. Oh, I, I can't get angry. I didn't even talk about the coronavirus because hey, I got a feeling it's going to be here tomorrow. So we'll talk about the coronavirus later, maybe. I, I, I don't think it's that important. So I'm probably not going to talk a lot about it. I'm going to give you statistics and crap like that, updated from my website, but We'll talk about it. So you can um, follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Please follow. You can listen or download this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. The Vcast is going to be on YouTube, though it's going to take a. I'm seeing it's going to be a bit of a struggle to find me. Show notes, full videos, including the 45 minute video with um, uh, Trump and Netanyahu about the uh, Israeli peace plan, is going to be on Dumbasses Talking Politics. So please listen. All of the links are going to be there. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.